Chapter Nine of Herman's Book of Magic: Black Art Fully Exposed. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Ellie Harper. Herman's Book of Magic: Black Art Fully Exposed. Chapter Nine: The Black Art Fully Exposed and Laid Bare. Part Two to freeze water by shaking it during very cold weather put some water into a close vessel and deposit it in a place where it will experience no commotion in this manner it will often acquire a degree of cold superior to that of ice but without freezing if the vessel however be agitated ever so little or if you give it a slight blow the water will immediately freeze with singular rapidity iron changed into silver Dissolve mercury in marine acid, and immerse it in a bit of iron, or, if this solution be rubbed over iron, it will assume a silver color. Two cold liquids, when mixed, become boiling hot. Put in a thin vial two quarts by measure of sulfuric acid, and add to it one part water. On agitating or stirring them together, the mixture will instantly become hot and acquires a temperature above that of boiling water the incombustible handkerchief mix the whites of eggs and alum together then smear a handkerchief with it all over wash it with salt and water and when dry fire will not consume it two cold liquids produce fire put a small quantity of aquafortis into a saucer add a few drops of oil of turpentine oil of caraway or any other essential oil and a flame will instantly be produced to give a person a supernatural appearance. Put one part of phosphorus into six of olive oil and digest them in a sand heat. Rub this on the face, taking care to shut the eyes, and the appearance in the dark will be supernaturally frightful. All the parts which have been rubbed appearing to be covered by a luminous lambent flame of a bluish color, whilst the eyes and mouth appear like black spots. No danger whatever attends this experiment. The floating needle pour some water in a plate then drop a needle lightly and carefully upon the surface and it will float luminous writing take a piece of phosphorus and during candlelight write upon a whitewashed wall any sentence or word or draw any figure according to fancy withdraw the candle from the room and direct the attention of the spectators to the writing Whatever part the phosphorus has touched will be rendered quite luminous, emitting a whitish smoke or vapor. Care must be taken while using the phosphorus to dip it frequently in a basin of cold water, or the repetitive friction will throw it into a state of the most active combustion, to the manifest detriment of the operator. Beautiful Transformations Pour half an ounce of diluted nitromuriate of gold into a beer glass and immerse in it a piece of very smooth charcoal. Expose the glass to the rays of the sun in a warm place and the charcoal will very soon be covered over with a beautiful golden coat. Take it out with forceps, dry it, and enclose it in a glass for show. To break a stone with a blow of the fist. Find two stones, from three to six inches long and about half as thick. Lay one flat upon the ground, on which place one end of the other, 
raising the reverse end to an angle of forty-five degrees and just over the centre of the other stone with which it must form a t being upheld in that position by a piece of thin twig or a stick an inch or an inch and a half long if the elevated stone be now smartly struck about the centre with the little finger side of the hand the stick will give way and the stone will be broken to pieces the stone must be placed however so as not to slip otherwise the feat will not be effected magical teaspoons put into a crucible four ounces of bismuth and when in a state of fusion add two ounces and a half of lead and one ounce and a half of tin these metals will combine and form an alloy fusible in boiling water mould the alloy into bars and take them to a silversmith to be made into teaspoons give one to a stranger to stir his tea with and he will be greatly surprised to find it melt in his teacup to bring two separate coins into one hand take two coins which must be carefully placed in each hand as thus the right hand with the coin on the fourth and little finger as in the illustration then place at a short distance from each other both hands open on the table the left palm being level with the fingers of the right by now suddenly turning the hands over the scent from the right hand will fly without being perceived into the palm of the left and make the transit appear most unaccountable to the bewildered eyes of the spectators by placing the audience in front and not at the side of the exhibitor this illusion if neatly performed can never be detected to cut and tear into pieces a handkerchief and to make it whole again this feat strange as it appears is very simple the performer must have a confederate who has two handkerchiefs of the same quality and with the same mark one of which he throws upon the stage to perform the feat with the performer takes care to put this handkerchief uppermost in making a bundle though he affects to mix them together promiscuously the person whom he desires to draw one of the handkerchiefs naturally takes that which first comes to hand he desires to shake them again to embellish the operation but in so doing takes care to bring the right handkerchief uppermost and carefully fixes upon some simpleton to draw and if he finds that he is not likely to take the first that comes to hand he prevents him from drawing by fixing upon another under pretence of his having a more sagacious look when the handkerchief is torn and carefully folded up it is put under a glass upon a table placed near a partition on that part of the table on which it is deposited is a little trap which opens and lets it fall into a drawer the confederate concealed behind the curtain places his handkerchief within the table opens the trap and substitutes the second handkerchief instead of the first then shuts this trap which fits so exactly the hole it closes as to deceive the eyes of the most incredulous if the performer be not possessed of such a table which is absolutely necessary for other feats as well as this he must have the second handkerchief in his pocket and by sleight of hand change it for the pieces which must be instantaneously concealed how to fire a loaded pistol at the hand without hurting it this extraordinary illusion is performed with real powder real bullets and a real pistol the instrument which effects the deception being a ramrod this ramrod is made of polished iron and on one end of it is very nicely fitted a tube like a telescope tube 
when the tube is off the rod there will of course appear a little projection the other end of the rod must be made to resemble this exactly the ramrod with the tube on being in your hand you pass the pistol round to the audience to be examined and request one of them to put in a little powder then take the pistol yourself and put in a very small piece of wadding and ram it down and in doing so you will leave the tube of the ramrod inside the barrel of the pistol to allay any suspicion which might arise in the minds of your audience you hand the ramrod to them for their inspection the ramrod being returned to you you hand the pistol to some person in the audience requesting him to insert a bullet and to mark it in such a way that he would know it again you then take the pistol back and put in a little more wadding in ramming it down the rod slips into the tube which now forms as it were an inner lining to the barrel and into which the bullet has fallen the tube fitting tight onto the rod is now withdrawn along with it from the pistol and the bullet is easily got into the hand by pulling off the tube from the rod while seeking a plate to catch the bullets and the marksman receiving order to fire you let the bullet fall from your closed hand into the plate just as the pistol goes off a vessel that will let water out at the bottom as soon as the mouth is uncorked provide a ten vessel two or three inches in diameter and five or six inches in height having a mouth about three inches in width and in the bottom several small holes just large enough to admit a small needle plunge it in water with its mouth open and full while it remains in the water stop it very closely you can play a trick with a person by desiring him to uncork it if he places it on his knees for that purpose the moment it is uncorked the water will run through the bottom and make him completely wet the conjurer's banquet in which he eats a quantity of paper shavings afterwards draws from his mouth a barber's pole six feet in length then draws out several yards of different colored ribbons then pushes out with his tongue an ounce of pins and lastly after well shredding the paper shavings to show that there is nothing in them a flight of birds comes out from among them and their number ad libitum this is really a first-rate experiment and if got up carefully will excite much wonder i shall commence by giving instructions how to make the necessary properties commencing with the barber's pole cut some white paper into lengths three inches wide paste them together making a long length of ten or twelve feet or more paint one side red a strip about a half an inch wide the whole length of the paper and at its edge glue on at one end of the paper a piece of round wood with a small knot on the end then roll the paper up like a roll of ribbons i will explain presently what to do with it the next is to prepare your pins and ribbons in a piece of soft paper in as small a compass as you can roll up a number of pins and upon this packet roll your ribbons of several colors making altogether a round ball which you can conveniently slip into your mouth then make a long paper bag similar to those of the confectioner painted in stripes pink and white in this place your birds canaries sparrows or any other small birds you can most conveniently procure the process will not hurt them if you make a few pinholes in the bag to admit the air you then procure some pink and white tissue paper cut it into strips until you have a good heap as many as shredded out would fill a small bread basket in which you place them at the right hand hid in the shavings you have the barber's pole the ribbons and pins and the bag containing the birds 
and by your side a glass of water, of which you pretend to drink occasionally. Thus prepared, you present yourself to the audience. Sip a little water, make two or three preliminary ahems, run your fingers through your hair, arrange your necktie, curl your mustache. If you have none, it will be the greater burlesque to pretend to curl it. Then, with mock dignity, address your audience. Ladies and gentlemen, doubtless you have witnessed the performance of many conjurers, some of them clever, but of all the professors you ever saw, none of them possess such extraordinary abilities as the illustrious individual who now does you the honor of exerting himself for your amusement. My natural modesty and diffidence prevent me saying more. I shall at once commence my performance by introducing the conjurer's banquet. I have some macaronis, alluding to the paper shavings. Excuse the vulgarity, but I must refresh. Takes a quantity of shavings in each hand, and commences munching them as a horse would eat hay, taking a little water occasionally, smacking his lips, and seeming to enjoy the feast very much. After having proceeded in this manner for a short time, take up among the shavings the barber's pole. Place it, shavings and all, against your mouth. Take hold of the little knob at the end of the pole, which is rolled up like a roll of ribbons. Pull it gradually out, and it presents the appearance of a barber's pole several feet in length. Put this carefully on one side. Commence feeding again upon your paper shavings in the same burlesque style. Then take up your roll of ribbons and pins, and during the process of seeming to eat, you slip the roll of ribbons and pins into your mouth. You must chew the shavings you place in your mouth into a hard lump, and as you supply one mouthful from the heap you hold in your hand, push the hard lump of chewed shavings out your mouth with your tongue. Well, you have the roll of ribbons in your mouth. Place your shavings again in the basket, put your finger and thumb in your mouth, take out the end of the ribbon, and pull it out of your mouth with both hands, one after the other, letting the ribbon slip through your hands as you pull it out. It will appear a larger quantity. After one length or color is pulled out of your mouth, sip a little water, smack your lips, and again secure the end of the ribbon, pulling it out in the same manner as the previous one. Continue this until you have pulled all the ribbon out of your mouth. You will not feel with your tongue the paper containing the pins. Take a little more water, saturate the paper, and the pins will remain in your mouth. These you push out with your tongue, keeping the lips almost closed. Spit the pins out on a small tray, one that will sound when the pins fall on it, it is more effective. The trick is now finished, excepting the flight of birds. Your bag containing them is at your right hand. You slip this in among the shavings and commence shredding them, and during this process tear the bag open and the birds, of course, escape. The paper, being painted in pink and white stripes, cannot be observed. To melt iron in a moment and make it run into drops. Bring a bar of iron to a white heat and then apply it to a roll of sulfur. The iron will immediately melt and run into drops. The experiment should be performed over a basin of water, in which the drops that fall down will be quenched. These drops will be found reduced into a sort of cast iron. To change a bowl of ink into clear water with a goldfish in it. The same glass bowl as in a previous trick. If your bowl has not a foot to it, it must be placed on something that will hold it high above your table. Some small fish, a white plate or saucer, a piece of black silk just fitting the inside of your bowl, 
a spoon of peculiar construction so that in a hollow handle it will retain about a teaspoonful of ink which will not run out as long as a hole near the top of the handle is kept covered or stopped a large tumbler and two or three minnows will do for a simpler exhibition but will of course not be so pleasing to the eye place this black silk so as to cover the part of the bowl that is shaded when damp it will adhere to the glass pour in clear water to fill the space covered by the black silk and place the fish in the water commence the trick in public thus holding the spoon handle slanting up and uncovering the hole in the handle the ink which you have placed in the handle will run into the bowl of the spoon and the spoon being held carefully to the surface or the water concealing the black silk will give the spectators the impression that you filled the spoon from the glass bowl pour the spoonful of ink on a white saucer and show it round to convince the spectators it is ink they will see it is undeniably ink and they will conclude if the spoon were properly lifted out of the bowl that the glass bowl contains nothing but ink borrowing a silk handkerchief place it for a few seconds over the bowl then feigning to be inviting fish to come to the bowl exclaim change then placing your hand on the edge of the bowl near yourself draw off the handkerchief and with it take care to catch hold also of the black silk the bowl when uncovered will exhibit the fish swimming about in clear water while the spectators are surprised at the fish return the handkerchief having first dropped out of it the black silk on your side of the table decline giving any explanation as people will not thank you for dispelling the illusion how to swallow a number of needles and yards of thread the trick is performed as follows in the first place thread a dozen needles put them in as small a compass as possible and place them between the gum and the upper lip you can speak without difficulty and without any effort they will remain there let the needles be short ones and take the end of the thread a little distance from the needles and deposit it between the gum and the lips in such a position that you can always feel it and pull it out when required thus being prepared of course unknown to your audience you take your second dose of needles placing them one by one on your tongue seeming to swallow them but depositing them on the other side of your mouth between your gums and lip which will effectually conceal them notwithstanding an examination of the mouth afterward roll up between your fingers about a yard of thread place this in your mouth and with your tongue conceal it between your gum and lip take a drink of water make a few wry faces then place your finger and thumb in your mouth securing the end of the thread upon which the needles are threaded draw it out and exhibit it taking an early opportunity of retiring to get rid of the needles concealed in your mouth this is a most effective trick and easily performed be careful not to swallow the needles to make a bird seem as dead take any bird out of a cage and lay it on a table then wave a small feather over its eyes and it will appear as dead but directly you take the feather away it will revive again let it lay hold of the stem part of the feather with its feet and it will twist and turn about just like a parrot you may also roll it about on the table any way you like to make the appearance of a flash of lightning when anyone enters a room with a lighted candle dissolve camphor in spirits of wine and deposit the vessel containing the solution in a very close room where the spirit of wine must be made to evaporate by strong and speedy boiling if any one then enters the room with a lighted candle the air will inflame while the combustion will be so sudden and of so short a duration as to occasion no danger
to break a stick placed on two glasses without breaking the glasses the stick intended to be broken must neither be thick nor rest with any great hold on the two glasses both its extremities must taper to a point and should be of as uniform a size as possible in order that the center of gravity may be more easily known the stick must be placed resting on the edges of the glasses which ought to be perfectly level that the stick may remain horizontal and not inclined to one side more than another care must also be taken that the points only shall rest lightly on the edge of each glass if a speedy and smart blow but proportioned as far as can be judged to the size of the stick and the distance of the glasses be then given to it in the middle it will break in two without either of the glasses being injured to set a combustible body on fire by the contact of water fill a saucer with water and let fall into it a piece of potassium the size of a peppercorn which is about two grains the potassium will instantly burst into flame with a slight explosion and burn vividly on the surface of the water darting at the same time from one side of the vessel to the other with great violence in the form of a beautiful red-hot fireball to eat a dish of paper shavings and draw them out of your mouth like an atlantic cable preparation procure three or four yards of the thinnest tissue paper of various colors cut these up in strips of half an inch or three-quarters of an inch breadth and join them they will form a continuous strip of many feet in length roll this up carefully in a hat coil as ribbons are rolled up let it make a coil about as large as the top of an egg cup or an old-fashioned hunting watch leave out of the innermost coil about an inch or more of that end of the paper so that you can easily commence unwinding it from the center of the coil procure a large dish or basket full of paper shavings which can be obtained at little cost from any bookbinders or stationers shaken out it will appear to be a large quantity as you wish it to appear that you have eaten a good portion of them you can squeeze the remainder close together and then there will appear to be few left and that your appetite has reason to be satisfied commence the trick by proclaiming you have a voracious appetite so that you can make a meal off paper shavings bend down over the plate and take up handful after handful pretending to mounch them in your mouth and make a face as if swallowing them and as you take up another handful put out those previously in your mouth and put them aside having gone on with this as long as the spectators seem amused by it at last with your left hand slip the prepared ball of tissue paper into your mouth managing to place towards your teeth the end you wish to catch hold of with your right hand for pulling the strip out from your mouth you will take care also not to open your teeth too widely lest the whole coil or ball should come out all at once having got hold of the end draw it slowly and gently forward it will unroll to a length of twenty yards or more in a continuous strip much to the amusement of the spectators when it has come to the end you may remark i suppose we have come to a fault as there is a solution of continuity here just as the strongest cables break off so we must wait to pick up the end again and go on next year when the ship again goes out with its next atlantic cable to produce from a silk handkerchief bonbons candies nuts etc preparation have packages of various candies wrapped up in bags of the thinnest tissue paper and place them on your table rather sheltered from observation 
have also a plate or two on your table. Memorandum. It will always be desirable to have the table removed two or three yards at least from the spectators, and of a height that they cannot see the surface of it while sitting down in front of it. Commence the trick by borrowing a silk handkerchief or any large handkerchief. After turning it about, throw it on the table so as to fall over one of these packages. Having carefully observed where the bag lies, place your left hand so as to take up the bag while catching hold of the middle of the handkerchief. Taking the handkerchief up by nearly the center, the edges of it will fall around and conceal the bag. Make some pretended wavings of your wand or right hand over the handkerchief and say, Now, handkerchief, you must supply my friends with some bonbons. Squeeze with your right hand the lower part of the bag which is under the handkerchief. The bag will burst and you can shake out onto a plate its contents. Asking someone to distribute them among your young friends, you can throw the handkerchief, as it were carelessly, over another bag, from which you can in the same way produce a liberal supply of some other sweetmeats, or macaroons, popcorn, etc., all of which will be duly appreciated by the juveniles, and they will applaud as long as you choose to continue this sweet trick. To keep a stone in perpetual motion. Put very small filings of iron into aquafortis, and let them remain there until the water takes off the iron requisite, which it will do in seven or eight hours. Then take the water and put it into a vial an inch wide with a large mouth, and put in a stone of lapis calaminaris, and stop it up close. The stone will then keep in perpetual motion. To make a card jump out of the pack and run on the table. Take a pack of cards and let anyone draw any card they please. Put it into the pack that you may know where to find it at pleasure. Put a small piece of wax under your thumbnail, to which fasten a hair, and the other end of the hair to the card. Spread the cards open on the table, and desire the one chosen to jump out, which you may readily cause to do by means of the hair. How to tell a person any card he thinks of, and to convey it into a nut. Take a nut, in which burn a hole with hot wire, and with a needle break and extract the kernel. Write the name of a card on a piece of thin paper, and roll it up hard, and put it in the nut. Stop the hole with wax, which rub over with a little dust, and the puncture may not be perceived. Then, let someone draw a card. You must take care that it be that which is written on the paper. Desire him to break the nut, in which he will find the name of the card he has drawn. To make a cone or pyramid move upon a table without springs or any other artificial means. Roll up a piece of paper, or any other light substance, and put a ladybug, or some such small insect, privately under it. Then, as the animal will naturally endeavor to free itself from its captivity, it will move the cone towards the edge of the table, and as soon as it comes there it will immediately return, for fear of falling, and by thus moving to and fro, will occasion much sport to those who are unacquainted with the cause. How to make an egg, apparently of itself, leave the center of the room and traverse to a saucer of water placed in the corner. This is not adapted for public exhibition, as the process is tedious, but it is no less wonderful. Blow the yolk out of an egg and insert a leech within the shell, securing the end by sticking on a piece of tissue paper. Place the egg and leech in the center of the room and the saucer in the other end. In the course of time, it may be hours, the natural instinct of the leech leads it to the water, 
and by its efforts causes the egg to move to the edge of the saucer containing the water. To eat cotton wool and blow fire and sparks out of your mouth. Obtain some cotton wool, such as the jewelers use to pack their jewelry. Get a piece of old linen and burn it, dampening it out when it is burnt black and reduced to tinder. If you don't understand, ask your grandparents how they used to make tinder to obtain a light previous to the invention of lucifer matches. Fold it lightly in a piece of the wool, just as large as you can conceal in the palm of your hand, commencing eating in the same manner as the barber's pole trick with the shavings. When you have satisfied yourself, and while feeding yourself with the wool, slip in the small piece of wool containing the lighted tinder. Blow, and smoke and sparks will issue from your mouth, to the astonishment of the lookers-on. A very good system to practice many of these tricks is to stand before a looking-glass. The End End of Chapter 9 End of Herman's Book of Magic, Black Art Fully Exposed, by Alexander Herman